the Institute of Internal Auditors is observing the International uh, Internal Audit Awareness Month each year in May. So this is the time for internal auditors around the world to share examples of how the, the profession provides value to organizations, spotlight the profession's commitment to good governance and risk management, as well as explain how internal auditors protect uh, the public interest. I have guests guests in studio today. They are here to speak about this observance and the significance of the profession. So they are going to introduce themselves, but they're coming from the Institute of Inter Internal Auditor South Africa, Pretoria region. Good morning and welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Thank you for that welcome. Thank you, Thelma, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, morning, Thelma. Morning to the listeners. Uh, thank you. Can you introduce yourselves and uh, what do you do? My name is Prishani. I've been in the internal audit industry for 14 years now, and wow. I'm practicing in the private sector as an internal auditor. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Taripani Rabambi. I've been in a profession for more than 18 years. I'm the head of internal audit in a Johannesburg social housing company. Thank you. Uh, and I'm Boka Mudisa. <coughs> I've been uh, 19 years plus in the profession of internal audit. I'm the outgoing governor for Pretoria Regional Office, but on a normal day, I'm a chief audit executive myself for one of the public sector organizations. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the studio to share insights about uh, this uh, interesting profession. Let's first start with the background of internal auditing. What can you tell me about internal auditing and what are the objectives of internal auditing? Thank you, Thelma. I think the most important would be to say that we've always been an independent, objective partner and value-adding service. No matter whether we're in the public sector or the private sector, we are there to be independent, we are there to be objective, and we're there to add value. I think what's the most important thing about internal auditors is when we audit, we do it in a systematic way, and that's what sets us apart from many other assurance providers. Yeah, and, and if I might just add there, well, when you, when you talk to your questions about what is it and the background of it, mm. in fact, you, you might find out that the latest or maybe the modern internal audit might be run about 60 so years now at the moment. However, internal audit has always been around through history and there are even some researchers who could find out that more than 200 years ago, there were some evidence of this assurance and advisory services that time it might not necessarily be called internal audit, but there are a good number of ancestors within internal audit. Okay. But now at the end of the day, we just try to add value to whoever we're serving. Hmm. Personally, I've known internal auditors to be one of the most feared professionals in the public and private sector. So for a layman out there, I would want you to unpack what your work entails what does a day in a life of an internal auditor looks like okay Thelma for for us uh, the main um, uh, role that we play there are two we provide an assurance and uh, we provide a, a consulting more of an advisory to the uh, governing body which is the board and uh, audit committee and management our role on day to day we there to ensure that uh, 
there are proper processes within the organization to, ag- to achieve the goal of the organization. Uh, we assess um, controls uh, to ensure that they are adequate and effective for us to, for the organization to achieve its goal. We assess uh, that there are proper risk management processes and there are governance uh, processes within the organization. On a daily basis, we'll do our own uh, verification that everything is going well. We'll determine that um, uh, proper key controls are in place, your reconciliation and everything. Th- uh, that is the main, but the main objective, we are there to assist an organization to achieve its objective that they have set uh, on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. Yeah, maybe even to add the um, Thelma is that you will find out maybe, uh, I'm not going to say the day of uh, internal audit is the most exciting day ever, <laughs> like an athlete. Maybe the DJ's day at the office is the better <laughs> one. But we, we have more element also of an advisory in a way that beyond even just identifying whatever challenges that might be on the systems that organizations have to achieve whatever they want to achieve, we also provide that counsel continuously. We're more like advisors to management to say, be careful of this possibility of, uh, we call them risk. Be careful of this risk that whatever objective you want to achieve might not happen or not happen. So we spend a lot of time learning and trying to find out what is it that affects systems in organizations. And then we put our best effort and our skill and competencies there to try as much as we can to avoid the bad one and grab the good ones. If I may also add, Stelman, to our listeners and maybe those wondering if they should even join the industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can be performing walkthroughs in a manufacturing environment. You can be in a finance department. You can be in an insurance environment, an education environment. I think one of the most fantastic things about being an internal auditor is we get to see so many different industries and we get to almost be in a person's job for a little while which is really exciting I think that's one of the best things about being an auditor is I've gotten to experience what other people do in their daily lives as a job so you learn every day I think if someone asks me what's my typical day about it's about learning it's about sharing knowledge and it's about learning from the people that I'm auditing as well as adding value by passing my knowledge onto them so in your view, why do you think or what would be the reasons for people to fear internal auditors? Because if we can be notified now right here at Ubuntu Radio that auditors are coming today, people will be scratching walls <laughs> and doing all sorts of things just to make sure that wh- by the time when the auditors come here, the house is in order. <laughs> Thelma, I think from the time we're little, the moment we do something that's not according to the way we want it, uh, we don't like to be corrected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like to be told that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think the perception is always that we are coming to be the policeman, coming to be the watchdog. But I think internal audit has moved and journeyed so far from that reputation we are there to align you back to regulation align you back to the way things are supposed to be in an organization take you back to good governance to good ethics and so i think we've traveled a long way from being the policeman and the watchdog we are there to now partner with you and help you as talifani said to get to those organizational objectives so i think the fear of the internal auditor as the years have gone by 
the people that we audit have a better understanding of why we are there. And it's opportunities like this where we can speak to our listeners and say, when the auditor knocks on your door, <laughs> it is not for you to be afraid. <laughs> uh, it is for open communication mm. at all times and mm. to understand why we are there and to get the best value from us. Yes, just to, uh, to add that, um, I think uh, internal audit has moved uh, from more often uh, assurance to advisory where we are providing insight because uh, when we analyze those processes we can find an opportunity to improve uh, the processes uh, within and i think um, in most organization what uh, it has happened previously was to fear internal audit because people thought we are going to check the compliance tick the boxes are you complying with that with uh, whatever prescript that i said but now internal audit has moved the, we have made sure that when we come we check efficiencies how the, how the process can be more efficient going forward. And that is uh, ensure that we are more a partner of uh, management than a, a typical auditors that are, are, are known. Thanks. Uh, with all that said, we, we all know that uh, South Africa has been mad uh, uh, with a scourge of uh, corruption in, in government, in private sector, and it's something that is crippling the economy of uh, South Africa. So how can internal audit play a role in alleviating fraud and corruption through its advocacy for good organizational government and governance and oversight? You know what, uh, uh, Mami, when you talk about that advocacy, it creates some sort of uh, confidence to the public. Mm. So internal audit, because of our independence from processes that we cannot really be unduly influenced by the people that shareholders or government or the society have given the role to actually perform some sort of outcome or create some sort of service for the society. They, the people that have sent them there, they wish to hear from an independent person like Internal Audit who have put time and regular process, try to identify to say really what the people tells us, the CEO, the shareholders, the mayors and the councillors are actually the true fact of the matter. So because of that ability to be able to go into systems and understand things, they, they identify the challenges that my learned colleagues were talking about by identifying that and going through what's improving that. It's drawing us a little bit away from the negativity towards the positive governance that we are all looking for. But on a day-to-day, -day, that advisory that is there, we know, I mean, uh, I'm not going to say internal auditors are magicians. They <laughs> only alone, they snap a finger and corruption is gone. Mm. But at the end of the day, those sort of uh, processes that are put into place to identify the negativeness, to identify also the good things that have been done and also protect those so that we don't lose them. And those that are negative to try to improve men and add them towards the good. It's one of just the many things that auditors put into a system where they are advantageous to support good governance in the in the economy, like you have indicated. Uh, and I think core to that uh, uh, is the independence of internal audit, because the more you are independent, the more you can be more objective when you raise issues. And that when the value of internal audit is driven. We are undergoing through the, the new uh, standards uh, that are coming through in the next year or so, then that uh, the importance of independence is emphasized. Mm. Because mm. once uh, we are independent, 
that's more uh, we add more value to to the process and to the to an organization to eradicate any uh, issue that we we note that are is uh, fraudulent or there are signs of um, uh, misconduct Thanks. so i heard that internal auditors also have an important responsibility to protect the public interest how so Thelma, I think the short and sweet answer, and to our listeners as well, is that we remain the eyes and the ears of senior management and the board. I think it's so important what my colleagues are saying is who places the internal auditors where they are? Mm. Where do we receive our mandate from? It's very clear that we cannot be unduly influenced by management and that we remain uh, one that reports to the audit committee. Mm-hmm. We remain one that is cognizant of all of our stakeholders and not just one. So apart from public interest, we are there to make sure that stakeholders get answers to the questions that they have. I, for example, have attended audit committee meetings, which most people know has independent um executive and non-executive directors. These are people from different industries asking the significant and important questions. And as auditors, we need to be able to answer those questions. When we are picking up findings and picking up issues in an organization, it's not just about writing a finding, including it into a report and shipping it off to a meeting. We really need to understand the impact of that finding. We really need to understand how that impacts our stakeholders and bring the people in the organization who are the owners of those processes to be accountable for what has gone wrong. Mm. And I think for us, as well as internal auditors, the, the togetherness of building public trust on whatever is reported on things that affect the public are important. Like our, our if you are, if you are, maybe like a lot of us and your listeners as well, they will be contributing to a certain pension fund. One wants to know that their contribution there are they managed in the way that they expect to be managed without having to involve themselves only on management, on what management and the boards that have interest in the process are saying. So we protect the public interest by giving that independence to say, are truly things the way they are being made to appear. If you have just joined us, you are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. We come to you live from the Department of International Relations and Cooperation in South Africa. And we broadcast through DSTV, Audio Bouquet, Channel 888. You also find us online, UbuntuRadio.com. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Twitter at Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Instagram at Official Ubuntu Radio ZA. We are talking International Internal Audit Awareness Month. And I have in studio uh, my guests from uh, the internal audit um, uh, uh, sector. They belong to the Pretoria region of uh, the Institute of Internal Auditors. So as we continue our conversation, I would like to know how does internal auditing support good organizational governance and oversight? Well, um, the advice that we get, I think we will all advise you more. Um, I always make the example of the doctor scenario to say, you will find out that the organization is a potential 
or let's say management is a potential um, uh, patient, they come to the doctor internal audit to say this is the situation that I am describing the symptoms that bothers them and what keeps them up at night. In our case, we will be looking at those gaps and an opportunity that will expose us to failure or misalignment to whatever objective that we want. Like for instance, uh, we might be looking for areas that will create the breaking of the law, legislature, going off tune with what we have promised to our shareholders or the public or or in this case, if we're in public sector, the normal society as a whole. So if you look at those sort of things uh, by providing that sort of advice and building that confidence that I'm talking to is the first thing that actually internal audit is also contributing towards this sort of an improved life, if I may use that word, to the society as a whole. I also want to simply add that as internal auditors, we practical. If we pick up findings and we report issues, that just doesn't become a statistic. Uh, our colleague, my colleagues will concur that we follow up, we track those findings, mm-hmm. we report them to the audit committee, and the audit committee questions if those findings become overdue, if management has not addressed those findings. And I think that is good governance. It's not having something in place, doing a tick box audit on it, and then setting it aside. It's actually following up with management, following up with business and saying, we've picked something up. We've picked up an issue that could result in a risk material realizing what are you doing about it why is it not being addressed why is it just sitting there what are the reasons and and i think that is important because in any environment that auditors are in people are busy whether it's public sector whether it's private sector people are busy but we are the independent eyes and ears to say hold on there's something that is broken there's something that is not working and it needs your attention. And we always, the ones that are knocking in the background saying, don't forget, this needs to be fixed. Don't forget, this needs attention. And I think that that is how we support good governance and oversight. I see. As I alluded in my introduction, you are from the Institute of Internal Auditors, South Africa and Pretoria region. So I wanted you to, to take me through or to educate me and my listeners about the Institute of Internal Auditors. What is the organization all about and what are its aims and objectives? Okay. Um, Thelma and uh, the the listeners, uh, just to give a a brief background of this uh, Institute of Internal Audit. This, uh, as um, my uh, learned colleague uh, Bogang has indicated, uh, we can trace the internal audit profession from centuries ago. In fact, in the BCs, uh, some uh, researcher indicate. But in the 1940s, uh, some of the professionals saw it uh, important to make it a profession. And in 1941, it was formed in the US. And uh, after that, it was uh, rolled out to the world. And uh, hence, we are a global uh, institute. Mm. Uh, then they made sure that this is a profession. Now, to keep uh, to have a profession, there are a number of uh, issues that you have to to, uh, to determine. You have to make sure that there is a common certification. That means we have a global recognized certification. There's a certification called uh, a certified internal auditor. That is a recognized globally. You can work if you have that uh, qualification. You can go to any country, practice as an internal audit, and it will be recognized. Oh. There are um, continuous um, education that we have put 
the institute make sure that um, this uh, we have uh, continuous um, uh, pro uh, professional education. There are research, uh, researches to make sure that at all the time, new researches, new trends uh, are noted and are put into the profession. We have the standard that uh, we ask, uh, everyone should follow the standard rate. We have called to our profession called uh, Code of Ethics. There are four uh, ethics that we uh, we are expected to, to follow, which is uh, integrity. You must perform your work with integrity. You should be objective at all times. You should uh, have um, a continuous education at all times and confidentiality and as you do your work. These are the core to the, uh, to the, to the profession. And the institute uh, make sure that uh, everything is done according to, to standards and everything is followed. Those are um, the most important uh, duty of uh, the institute as we, we practice this, uh, this profession. Yeah, even to, to add to that, besides it protecting us as members and so forth, the institute also try to protect public interest. I think the public have some expectations that they need to see from internal auditors or internal audit work. So the institute also become that sort of a contact point for the public to be able, if they want to know something about the institute, what to expect from auditors. My colleague also mentioned certificates. If you want to know how certified is the individual, are they also in a position where they can perform the way the way we globally expect them to do. So the institute protect us as the internal auditors ourselves and also the public regarding the work of auditors. And how does the Institute of Internal Auditors support internal audit professionals? I think the most fantastic way that they support us is the visibility. Most of us are living in a social media age and we see the leaders out there on LinkedIn, we see them out there on Facebook, we see them out there on Twitter. We see and we hear them and we hear their thoughts, we hear the vision that they set for the Institute and for its members. And I think firstly, that's uh, the incredible support that we're given to know that who we belong to, um, that they are visible leaders. I think the second area where they support us is in terms of knowledge. I think if you had to go to a doctor that has not, uh, as Bokang has said, a doctor is always the greatest example. Mm -hmm. If you've been to a doctor who is performing his surgeries the same way he has 40, 50, 60 years ago, you might lose a bit of trust in him. As internal auditors, we have to continue our education. We have to keep learning. We have to keep growing. And the Institute supports us in practical ways by performing, uh, providing webinars, by setting um, exams that we can complete, gain certifications. So there's a platform available to us once we become members to really just plug into that platform and increase the value that we can add as internal auditors. As um, Talifani has explained, we are currently 
updating our standards. And I think that is the greatest influence that the Institute has, is it's our standard-setting body. And it is there to make sure that our standards are relevant and dynamic. What I love about the Institute is that it is not irrelevant. It's not something that's specific to 10, 20, 30 years ago. It remains dynamic. It remains relevant. And I truly believe that is how they support us, mm. where we are there operationally in the field. They are in the background guiding us in terms of research, in terms of technical guidance and in terms of visibility. So uh, how does the IIA ensure their standards keep up with the changing nature of business and serve the public interest? I think the flexibility and what my colleague have just mentioned um, is one of the key things. The, the, the Institute as they are continuously try to look at what is the change in the world when it gets to the way business has been done. Like if you look at now, there's a lot of industrial revolution uh, have introduced a lot of uh, technology to be used, artificial intelligence. The way things have been done have changed completely. And the way business has been done is also uh, have changed completely. Like if you look at people can have can be in the company and stay years without seeing each other, yet they work together. So the standards and the and the and the body of our knowledge, which is controlled, in fact, by the Institute Global, its duty is also to make sure that we remain relevant. And they also look at the future. We don't only remain relevant now, but it prepares for us. Uh, it prepares us for the future that is coming. So the research is that is put into place to say these are the things that might be changing. These are the ways that we might need to be doing work. They put time on that to make sure that we are supported and professionals and we continue to provide whatever value that we have promised to the society. Can an internal auditor work or be recognized without being affiliated to an organization such as IIA? Uh, I think uh, in South Africa, uh, I'll, I'll be talking in countries. There'll be uh, various countries who recognize internal audit. Now, in South Africa, you can work uh, as an internal audit while you are not uh, uh, with the, the IIA. But uh, the law has indicated that the, that department should be working in terms of the standard of internal auditors. Mm. That means irrespective that uh, the people are not... Um, with the institute but the processes that you follow you go to the public sector the public sector it's uh, enforced that every uh, internal department should work in terms of the IIA standards you go to the private sector uh, in the companies act is indicated as such mm. now uh, there is a recognition that the importance of the institute and its processes we are undergoing the um, the new standard, as uh, as uh, my colleague indicated, and then it has gone to public comments. One of the issues that we have been checking is what we have indicated that there should be an enforcement that uh, a practicing internal audit should at least uh, belong to the IIA, and then uh, should ensure that this person uh, follow the the standards of internal audit. We we have put our comments. In fact, in, on the tenth of um, May. Uh, the Pretoria region was uh, gathering, putting comments and uh, inputs to those standards 
and that's one of the issues that we have emphasized on to say going forward we need uh, people to, uh, who are practicing internal audit to be a full member of uh, internal audit even we went further that uh, uh, we are advising that uh, the, pe- the person who will be leading the internal audit um, uh, department <coughs> should be at least certified as an internal audit with certain number of years that shows that uh, the, you are uh, a dedicated uh, auditor and if I can also add, Thelma, very few people know or understand that even the auditors get audited. <laughs> but oh, <okay. laughs> uh, what's important, and, and I think that's what makes our profession um, as important as it is, is that standards are extremely important. The way that we do an audit needs to be done in a specific way. And every year, an internal assessment needs to be done to make sure that we are complying with the standards and every five years we also get assessed to make sure that we are being compliant with the standards. So the Institute does not tolerate a lack of excellence when it comes to being a credible internal auditor. They track that and they monitor that you can lose your accreditation if you, for example, not complying with continuing professional development. So, you know, you asked how does the Institute of Internal Auditors support us? How do the region support us? How does IIA South Africa support us? I think the most simplest way is that they expect excellence in everything that we do, (coughs) in every audit that we do to understand that what we are doing is impacting various stakeholders out there and so it should be done with excellence. Yeah. I I just want to add, maybe using the example of a doctor to say, I think if you go to a doctor's room, anybody can be a doctor and create surgery to a certain extent as long as they know how to use the knife, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure. But when you go to a surgery place and you look at the around, you don't even see that HPCSA sort of certification. It, it should be uh, something of concern because the benefit the institute that is there, that is providing to society, it gives a promise to say, if somebody has been accredited by herself and they are member, they comply with the code or the behavior that we expect to get, they will provide this particular sense of internal audit service. However, if a person or a member who is performing audit is not sort of uh, associated with the institute, it takes away from the society in a way that they cannot now question, they have nobody to say, what type of standards are you following or what type of uh, behavior are we expecting from you? And when we see the difference of that behavior, there is no point where one can go to the institute like you could with a member to say, I'm quite concerned about one, two, three, four, five, that has to do that. So we are extremely discouraging that uh, we should allow members who are not uh, uh, of the institute to perform internal audit work because of that particular credibility of the work that one will expect from the uncertified doctor. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Mm. And let's come to uh, the reason why you are here. The International Internal Audit Awareness Month is being observed every year in May. What does this month or this observance aim to to achieve? Uh, I think we the main issue here is to make sure that uh, people are aware of this profession what is the purpose of this profession i think we are a pretty a young uh, profession uh, and then there has been a bit of confusion people just say auditors uh, what do they do others take us as um, external auditors now we wanted to distinguish 
so that people can know there is this profession called internal audit. What is the, is the role of this uh, profession? What do we do? And to inspire people to say, young uh, uh, people from, uh, uh, from high school and everything, you can come to this profession. This is how dynamic it is, how good. I think we are just showing uh, how diverse is it. It's one profession that you can sit in many uh, chairs. As Prishari uh, said, what we do uh, in, a, in a day, I think I've worked for more than eight uh, organizations. I know most of the operations because I'll go to operation, understand what do they do, how do they uh, process their thing. Now, we want to uh, bring that excitement again to say, you can be internal audit. What is the difference that we, we are making as, an organiz- as, a, as a profession? And then uh, alert everyone within uh, the world how to become uh, internal auditors. Having spoken, okay, you can go ahead, Bokan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought maybe I might just add to yourself and the listeners to say, one of the other things that we are trying to achieve in this May month is to try to encourage the public and society to start demanding proper internal audit wherever they have their interest. If you are going to put pension fund in a, in a particular public sector or, let me say, private sector organization, I'll use places like Stein or of those those ones that are on the on the public domain. I think it's about time for stakeholders and shareholders to demand that we want to know management how is your internal audit supporting you and what is it that they are reporting out there. So so that uh, society could understand to say internal audit did not last for hundreds of years just because of fun. There is a benefit in it. It's always important when you try to achieve something at society, try to have somebody who's going to give that extra eye outside to give you that what we call assurance and try to get somebody who's skilled on the area that you are working towards to give you that advice to say, these are the key things that you need to make sure that they put into place to achieve a particular outcome. Even if it's in the public sector, if you are in a municipality, you must start demanding to say, we want to know what is internal audit reporting out there. If you are in a corporate firm, you want to know, I'm investing this certain rents in this account. What is it that is being put into place to ensure that there's good governance going there? What is the contribution of internal audit? It's one of the reasons we're trying to achieve in the May month when we talk about internal audit. Okay, Talu, you spoke about uh, inspiring the young ones who are still coming to to kind of consider uh, the internal audit as as a career of choice. Maybe le- let's prepare them. What what do you need? What kind of of qualities do you need to be uh, an internal auditor? And what kind of uh, 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 subject choices do you have to make in high school in order to follow a career in internal audit? Thank you, Thelma. I, I, I think we all have an interesting, if you had to ask any internal auditor, how did you end up in internal auditing? And you will always have an interesting story behind that question. I think we've come to a time where now our children can make much more informed decisions. Our youth can make much more informed decisions. And we have so many resources out there. So we have limited time on the slot. But I really encourage 
parents who are listening, young people who are listening, go to the Institute of Internal Auditors website to understand what the profession is all about. At a school level, you're going to have to look at subjects such as accounting, such as mathematics. But more to that is communication skills, because at the end of the day, as an internal auditor, you're getting into those boardrooms, you're getting into those meetings, and you need to be able to communicate effectively. At a tertiary level, you're going to have to be studying internal auditing. However, we have people outside of the internal audit profession who join the profession later on in their careers, such as finance professions, uh, professionals. We have IT professionals who join us. So a lot of people think it is a very uh, stiff or a rigid process, but we actually have a lot of other professionals joining um, our industry. But to answer you simply, accounting and maths, communication, so your languages is important at school level. At tertiary institutions, we have a lot of key institutions in South Africa who offer an internal audit degree, an internal audit honors degree. And as Tarifani has mentioned, the IIA then offers formal certification, such as the Certified Internal Auditor Certification, to be recognized as a credible internal auditor. Yeah, and luckily also, before Tarifani comes in, is that the institute being as it is, it is not going to judge you badly if you realize that, hey, I'm now in medical doctor, I'm an engineer, and I would really would have wanted to join Prashad and Telefani. Mm-hmm. There is a process also, the institute is uh, assisting us as members with, it's more like a bridging course. They call it a more of internal audit technician. It's also a SACWA accredited um, um, certification that it's more like a bridge to move from any profession towards internal audit. But the basic things that we spend time on is what Prishan has spoken to, accounting, economics, understanding of business, communication, it is always key, understanding the environment and many other things that are there. Yes, I think uh, just to emphasize on uh, what uh, Bokang has uh, indicated, uh, internal audit has moved from a traditional uh, uh, accounting profession to giving assurance on the entire organization. Hence, you'll find that in an engineering organization, you can get an engineer to be an internal audit, to assess those engineering processes and give an independent uh, opinion on it. And uh, those are the processes that the person should follow when they want to, to switch to internal audit. As we indicated, we are a dynamic. We are not a, a static uh, profession. It has grown. Traditionally, when it started, it was more of checking numbers, and um, now we have uh, more checking the, the entire objective, either be it on operation and other uh, uh, objective that the organization has set. We are there to assist them to achieve those objectives. So once I have my um, accounting and languages in good grades, then I'm ready to hit the university doors. How long will it take for one to, to be at the point of being an internal auditor, what kind of processes maybe after university that you need to follow? I think what is really fantastic at the moment is that companies are recognizing the importance and the value of internal auditors. 
Although there are about 180,000 of us, which sounds a lot, when you break it down to countries, it's actually not a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we become more and more in demand, which companies are realizing. So you find that they go to universities to start recruiting for internal auditors, which sets the groundwork for getting an internal auditor into an organization. And so you're finding that young people know earlier on in their career that they want to become an internal auditor. But what we are finding is that firms are also coming out to career days, even going to high schools. Our regional committee, the IIA Pretoria Regional Committee, and I know some of our other regions also go out to schools to create awareness about internal auditing so that young people can be informed that it is um, an opportunity for them to take that they don't have to just follow the traditional options out there and that they can actually follow the internal audit profession. So once you've finished with the university, you join an organization as an internal auditor. You can even, once you're at university, complete your certified internal audit um, certification. So you can join an organization already having that certification, which is fantastic. And on a side note, that impacts your salary greatly. (laughs) But um, (laughs) what is important is that then you then start to grow within that organization. And as my colleagues have alluded to, the opportunities that you get as an internal auditor is incredible. As Talifani has, has said, you get to experience an organization and meet people within an organization that you wouldn't have ordinarily met. If you are an admin clerk or if you are a CFO, there's certain people that you interact with and engage with. But as an internal auditor, you engage with people from a clerk level all the way up to the CFO, Mm. even past that onto the audit committees and sometimes even the board. So it's such a dynamic career opportunity for someone who loves to learn, someone who loves communication, someone who loves to learn the ins and outs of an organization. I really think it's a great opportunity for many of our youth out there to really have um, a dynamic skill set and a dynamic opportunities out there. You make me wish I was an internal auditor. <laughs> you can come. I'll break. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Let me just share with you that I did not do accounting in high school. So when I went to university, I came across accounting as one of the subjects that I had to do for my course. And guess what? On my first test, I got 9%. That was a good study. This is not zero. I got 9%. So I, I ran as fast as as I could. <laughs> what are the activities that are characterizing this month uh, from the IIA's point of view in observance of Internal Audit Month? Um, I think we have, uh, the Institute have uh, suggested a good number of effort. This one of the public interest, like the radio show, the articles that have been written. I'm quite sure from our head office, the list of activities that they will be going through this month including some of the things that have been um <coughs> excuse me things that have been suggested for members like uh, maybe it within our own organization talk to somebody adjust your your signature on the email ask about an internal auditor explain something like that we have just in general have tried to find efforts and maybe initiatives that will try to put us out there like Dalfani have indicated earlier we are trying to explore more to the people to understand further what is it that we do as internal auditors and things like the question you ask how do you become one 
how do you find out what type of knowledge and the skills that they need and what is their value and so forth. All of those things are the things that we try to publish out there with any other effort, whether it's social media, whether it's formal, that is the month that we try to sort of uh, put an extra vavavum on that sort of initiative. But we do that during other months, but in this particularly May month, all of us globally come together with that effort. Yes, I think this is the month that uh, we explore every avenue of communication that uh, are there just to be visible to everyone. This is part of it. We are today here in uh, Ubuntu FM just uh, uh, preaching how internal audit works and how people can join us. Uh, the various uh, regions are out there uh, indicating uh, what we are outlining here. And uh, the main thing is to just uh, let everyone, I think this is a global month, that, uh, globally month that we, we observe uh, to make people aware of this profession. And I think it's also just an appreciation to our members. <laughs> One of the logos we can put up on our Zoom or on our WhatsApp or on our Facebook is proudly an internal auditor or proud to be an internal auditor. And as I sit here at Ubuntu, I think not many people have an appreciation for what an internal auditor goes through on a day-to-day basis. It's it's tough, it's challenging, mm-hmm. and then within the scope of our country right now, it can be even more challenging. So apart from letting others know what internal auditing is about, it's also an opportunity for our members to look inside and say, am I proud to be an internal auditor? Mm-hmm. Am I living with integrity Um, independence, objectivity and confidentiality every day in everything that I do. So it's such a fantastic opportunity just to pause and reflect as an internal auditor and and look at the value that we add and be proud of the value that we add. So it's really just to appreciate our members out there, whether you are in the private sector, in the public sector, for people to understand the value that you bring in every organization and to continue doing the great work that you do. Uh, we are almost at the end of the show, so I would like each one of you, starting with you, Bokang, to have a parting shot as we conclude this conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much, listeners, and uh, thank you to yourself first for the opportunity that you've given to us. My Mine is quite short. I think it's about time now, with what we have said earlier, with the not-so-desirable governance status in the country, we are getting so many things we are still shocked from the State Capture Commission reports. We are getting some uh, grey listing on the FATF as well. We are facing eminent um, sort of uh, recession. The value of rent is falling. Everything seems to be falling apart. I think it's about time now we, as a society, start to demand that we do need internal auditors. They must be able to be given an opportunity. We should not have them as just a tick sheet in government, in municipalities. It should actually be a functioning process where we can benefit the value. And we must demand that the law must be able to actually support this sort of uh, requirement from ourselves and put internal auditors where it's supposed to be. And they must give us that value of assurance and advisory that we all deserve. Thank you. I think that's my, this is my turn, uh, Thelma. Mm. Uh, thanks. I think my parting shot will be very simple. The first thing I'd like to thank uh, Ubuntu FM, uh, you, and um, the, the listeners uh, from uh, the Pretoria region of the Institute of Internal Audit uh, 
would like everyone to follow us uh, this month. Uh, follow us in uh, uh, in various uh, uh, media, be it uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, the other one is uh, Instagram, and um, all these um, nice uh, nice uh, social media uh, channels. And as Bogang has indicated, the country is going through a difficult time. And then there is a big question that should be asked, where is internal audit? What is our internal audit doing? Because they should be uh, providing that independent uh, overview of the organization. And if we can um, demand that and then make sure that all internal auditors are, are independent because we have seen that uh, most of uh, some of our colleagues are not as independent as they should be. Uh, we will just strive for that. Uh, I think I'll just uh, cut it here. Thanks. Same as my colleagues, I'd just like to thank Ubuntu FM for the opportunity and Thelma, it was incredible um, being here with you. A few years ago, the Institute of Internal Auditors had a theme which was learn, unlearn and relearn. And I think if I could leave with that, it's to let our members know, it's to let our stakeholders know that we're living in dynamic times. We can't be stuck in our ways. We need to be able to change where we where change is needed. And I also want to say that we living in tough times, but there's an old saying that says tough times don't last, tough people do. And that's where I want to leave us to say that we need to be tough, we need to be resilient, we need to have grit, but we can do it and we can do it as internal auditors with the support of the right people. Thank you, Thelma. Hey, lady and gentlemen, thank you so much for having made time to come to the studio. It's an honor you graced us uh, with your presence today to come and speak to us about International Internal Audit Awareness Month. I believe that you brought some light to many of us and our listeners, and we are going to change perceptions going forward. Thank you so much, and we wish you all the best in future endeavors. Thank you, thank Maladien. You. Thank you, listeners.